Dr. Phil says this is going to be a life-changing day. How many of you admit to watching this? <laughs> All right. This is going to be a life-changing day. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. There we go. Let's get pumped up a little bit. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Once again, my name is Phil Kellerman, and I am president of the Harvest of Hope Foundation. My foundation raises money to help migrant farm workers. And today, I am going to provide you some advocacy strategies to make you better teachers to deal with special needs of your children. And there are going to be six concepts I'd like to cover with you today, including mobility, poverty, culture, health, immigration, and networking. I understand that many of you are out in the fields right now. Some of the issues that I bring up today, if you see a child currently in that class that has problems either with dental needs or some emotional problems, or other health problems, or education, or academic, I want you to speak up. I'd like this to be a free flow back and forth. Um, let me tell you a little bit about my background, and also we're going to have a little fun today. First of all, I graduated from the University of Miami in 1977, and I graduated with an elementary education degree, and a special education degree. All of you are going to go on for your master's, all right? Okay, good, I hope so. I also have a master's from American University in 1978 in special education. I then taught for six years in the Miami-Dade Public Schools as a special ed education teacher. I worked with children with severe emotional problems. And 18 years ago, I got into migrant not knowing anything about migrant. But it's basically become my life's calling. And 10 years ago, in 1997, thanks to an inheritance from my grandmother, which I'll tell you a little about later, uh, I set up a foundation to provide emergency educational aid to migrant farm workers and their children across the country. And we've distributed close to $600,000 in 10 years. Through my experiences, and I've had 18 years of helping migrant farm workers and their families with issues such as culture, language, health, utilities, housing, all those things, I want to share some of those experiences with you today. Um, Linda was telling me before the class that some of you have said, she said you all have big hearts and some of you have expressed to her, what do I do if this situation comes up in my class? Well, you've got the expert here, okay? I've been dealing with these, these really thorny, grassroots issues for many years. And feel free at any time to speak up if you have a question. Um, I'm glad to address it, especially if you're dealing. Now, Maureen and I were just talking before the class that she has a migrant child that needs some special services. So, because I'm a really good networker, I've already connected her with somebody. So, I hope by the end of this class, I'll be able to say to you, how many of you learned something today that's going to make you a better advocate and a better teacher? And I hope to see all your hands raised, all right? Let me just give you a brief definition of how we define migrant, and then I want to tell you how this is going to relate to your classroom experience. Thank you to Vanessa, who made this great map. When we're talking about migrant, we're talking about families that cross either a school district line, a county line, or a state line in search of seasonal or temporary agricultural work. And many of these families crisscross the country doing this. So that's basically the general definition of temporary or seasonal agriculture. Now to get the ball rolling here, I want to kind of find out 
how well you know about migrant issues. So I have a little quiz here. And if you think you know the answer, you raise your hand. And we've got a little prize for you. I've got 10 questions here. All right, I see some people already brightening up. All right, who can tell me the three states which have the largest numbers of migrant farm workers? That is, they consider these three states their home base states. California, Texas, Florida. All right. All right. Very good. Great. Here's a tough one. I'm going to come over here. Which state receives the most farm workers from Texas and Florida to work its fields from spring to fall? There's one state that receives the most migrant farm workers from Texas and Florida. I'll give you a hint. It's in the north. That's a tough one. Maine. Nope, not Maine. Ohio. Pretty close. Pretty close. Ohio gets a lot. I get a lot of calls from Ohio, but not as many as from this other state. Michigan. Very good. <laughs> um, since I provide direct services to migrant farm workers through my foundation, during the springtime, I get a lot of calls from migrant families in what we call the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And what country does that border? Now you're going to hear me start addressing some cultural themes, some language themes. So this is called, considered the Rio Grande Valley down here, Rio Grande Valley. I've been there and it's poor. In fact, there are some parts that you think you're, you're not in the U.S. There are little towns called colonias in the Rio Grande Valley in which migrant farm worker families have no running water, no electricity. I've gotten calls from migrant families in the valley saying that the only way they're getting their electricity is they're borrowing it from their neighbor. It's very poor. There's not a great economy down there. So in the springtime, I start getting calls for gas money and for tires to go up north. And typically, they're starting, many of them are going up to these states, Michigan, Wisconsin, somebody said Ohio, Illinois, Minnesota. And they're going up there to work the fields. They're going to harvest and produce fruits and vegetables. They're going to try to make as much money as they can. And if it's a bad season like it was in Fremont, Ohio this summer, in which the tomato harvest was really bad due to the rains, they have no money to get back. So I start getting calls from families that don't have money coming back. I have a family right now. In fact, I have to call them after I get off. They left Fremont. For some reason, they went north to Michigan. I don't know why. But they're broken down in Ann Arbor, Michigan. They've been there for four days. They have a vehicle. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with it. They only had $600. They used almost all the $600. I provided $300 the other night to, uh, for lodging. And right now I have a migrant advocate in Polk County who's trying to contact some agencies up in Michigan to see if they can help out. So I want you to start listening to some of the strategies I use to help migrant workers because they're going to be some of the same strategies you're going to use your kids. So while I'm discussing migrants, many of the challenges that migrants have are, that's probably them right now on the cell phone, but uh, many of the challenges migrants have, you're also going to have in your classroom too. So there's this migration here. Now, when they call me for tires and gas in the Rio Grande Valley, There's, not, there's only one agency I know of in the Rio Grande Valley that offers any kind of gas vouchers. 
And the problem is they only offer them to first-time users. So my problem is when I get calls from families in the valley who need gas money to get up north, is that there's no help for them or no assistance. So what I have to do as a private foundation is, number one, I have to prioritize. And I try to... So I have to prioritize those families that have work and have housing when they get out there. Okay, we'll cover go into that a little bit more. All right, what state is known as the Garden State? New Jersey. Who said New Jersey? Very good. Now that's surprising. How many of you? How many of you have been to New Jersey? Most of you are probably familiar with the northern part, the urban part, right? Well, southern New Jersey has a lot of truck farms, and they have a huge blueberry harvest during the summertime. So lots of families from Florida and Texas will go up and do the blueberry harvest in New Jersey. Next time you go to the store and you pick blueberries, you may see the town of Hamilton, New Jersey. Hamilton is in the southern part, and they get a lot of migrant farmer families. All right, migrants and immigrants from other countries often have to pay someone to come to the United States illegally. What's the nickname of that person? You want to know the nickname of that person that brings immigrants over illegally and they get paid quite a bit for it? Coyote. Very good. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> watch out. There you go. Watch out. All right. Here's a tough one. What share crop is grown in New Jersey, Maine, and Alachua County, Florida? There's a crop that's grown. How did you know that? Because I'm from Maine. You're from Maine. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Excellent. Here's, this should be a pretty simple one. Where are Vidalia onions grown? Georgia. Georgia. Who said after Ellie? Did you say, what's that? Georgia. I'm not going to throw it all the way. All right, now in the 1960s, who was the leader of the farm worker union who helped migrant farm workers get better, better pay and better working conditions? Maureen, I know you know this. I'm going to see if any of the younger ones do. You should know this is important. All right, who was the leader in the 60s who helped organize the Farm Workers Union for better pay and better working conditions? They have a stamp. There's a stamp out in honor of him. Okay, Maureen, you're going to get the second honor. No, that's okay. <laughs> Cesar Chavez. Chavez. Cesar Chavez. <laughs> I'm giving one to the teacher. There's <laughs> our Chavez, okay? There's a stamp on it. You'll have a reading assignment for next week. Migrant farm workers are sometimes exposed to chemicals in the fields called what? Pesticide. You all said it at one time. Since you did the math. Okay, true or false, children under 16 are not allowed, children under 16 are not allowed to work in an air-conditioned McDonald's. However, they are allowed to work in the fields. True or false? True. That's true. I think I heard you say, there you go. Very good. All right. That's a pretty easy one. Plant City strawberries come from where? You're from Plant City? Okay. Plant City strawberries come from Plant City. Okay, great. So you know a little bit now about my...